Hello, and welcome to review of Myopia Management's interview series. I'm John Saylor, Editor-in-Chief of Review of Myopia Management, and we are here today with internationally renowned optometrist and public health care leader, Professor Kovin Naidu. His achievements are too numerous to mention. He is currently the Global Head of Advocacy and Partnerships for the OneSite Essilor Luxottica Foundation. He's also the former CEO of the Brian Holden Vision Institute. He's an honorary professor of optometry at the University of KwaZulu-Natal and visiting professorial fellow at the University of New South Wales, Australia. He is even a former anti-apartheid activist and political prisoner. Those are some major accomplishments. Today, we're speaking with Professor Naidu as the new advisory board committee chair of GMAC, the Global Myopia Awareness Coalition. Welcome, Professor Naidu. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So your achievements in the field of optometry and public health are known the world over. Um, But let's get right into your involvement as the new advisory board committee chair of GMAC. Can you please provide any additional background about yourself and your involvement with GMAC? So, as you pointed out, you know, I've been passionate about optometry and optometry's role in public health. I had the good fortune of getting a Fulbright scholarship and doing my optometry, my OD degree and my public health degree in Philadelphia at Pennsylvania College of Optometry and Temple University. And so I'm also passionate about fusing not just public health uh, approaches, but clinical with public health approaches, because I think there's often a disjuncture between the two, and the two sectors within our profession don't talk to each other as much as they need to. And you have then developed what we call a very elite public health group that's often extracted from reality. And my approach to GMAC and to myopia um is informed by that reality. Um, in terms of my involvement with GMAC, it's actually beyond the myopia, the committee. Um, when I'd left Brian Olden Vision Institute, Matt Hoden called me and we both had a chat and we both were independently working on efforts to create awareness around myopia. Uh, having been part of the team at, at Brian Olden that published the paper that showed that 50% of the world's population will be myopic by 2050. And having engaged with the WHO at a joint meeting to come up with the WHO recommendations as well on myopia, um, and having chaired the International Myopia Institute, um, it was very clear to us that unless awareness is ramped up significantly, we are not going to reverse the trend that was developing in myopia. And um, Mm -hmm. I was talking about doing something at awareness at a global level, and he was talking about North America, and there was good chemistry, and we both agreed that we should, you know, set up GMAC. Um, And, you know, we called a meeting at Academy. We, you know, had a few companies there, and we said we, we need to get industry to drive this because there's a lot of investment needed. Expected pushback, was not sure about what the reaction was, but. It was just phenomenal. And people just stepped up, including the professional associations like the World Council of Optometry, etc. And GMAC was born. So that's where my involvement with GMAC started. Uh, and subsequently, we've had the most amazing 
people from industry, from um, Juan Carlos Aragon and uh, others have followed who have now taken this, uh, took GMAC forward. Okay, that's very interesting. So we have you to thank for the formation of GMAC. Um, partly, Matt and I, and partly, and lots of other people who were at the first meeting, um, and the chairs like Millie and, um, you know, others have, have, have been able to really make a big difference. And our current chair, as you know, is quite dynamic and is, and is driving it in a, driving GMAC even further forward. Yes, very exciting. So as the new advisory board committee chair, you continue being involved with GMAC. Can you tell us what your current goals are uh, currently since the, you know, since originally you helped and were involved in the formation of GMAC? What about now? Uh, What is your involvement as the advisory board committee chair and what are your goals? So I think the advisory board committee's role and its, its mandate is influenced very much by the culture or the commitment that emerged at the formation of GMAC. Um, there were a couple of things. There was a recognition that industry needed to play a significant role and obviously put a lot of resources on the table. There was a recognition that the entire process needs to not push a particular product, but push the issue and the awareness issue around myopia. And there had to be a real commitment at reversing the trend of myopia. And within that context, it was also felt that there needed to be independent oversight of what the group do, given that the predominantly the members came from industry. And I think that was just a phenomenal uh, occurrence because it showed firstly commitment, but it showed uh, adherence to good governance that was emerging right from the start. And, and I would say that the success of GMAC can be traced to that those values that have driven GMAC from the beginning. Um, so when the advisory board was conceptualized, and even now, it is firstly to ensure there's independent oversight of what we do. So to ensure that we don't, that any clinical approaches or any um, health promotion activities is located within an evidence-based reality um, to ensure that what we suggest to society or to communities is what is in their best interest and that the experts in the field feel that that should happen. And then also for the advisory board, because they are well-connected within the broader society, not just within optometry or ophthalmology, but within uh, the broader public health arena, to actually advise around appropriate approaches that should be adopted in order to drive uh, the agenda of GMAC beyond what is being conceptualized by the board and its and its current membership. So, so broadly, that's what we hope to achieve from the advisory board. Um, but the most important thing I will say to make sure that there is scientific rigor applied to anything that we quote and and put forward and that our approaches are located within an evidence-based reality. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, it is exciting to see industry working together, even companies that would normally be competitive working together toward the goal of spreading awareness of myopia's progression and ways to slow it, and that there are treatments available. Very exciting 
that you've gotten everybody together. Um, are there ways for others to get involved with GMAC? Look, I think there are many ways. I mean, for example, even if you look at the advisory committee, I think it's the f- it was one of... Well, let me take a step back. If you look at the, the GMAC and its members, it's predominantly people in the IK industry, either companies, the professional association, the International Agency for the Prevention of Blindness, um, pediatric formations, etc. Um, but I think what the advisory board is doing for us is that it's taking us outside that paradigm. Okay. Um, and the fact that we have optometrists, ophthalmologists, and maybe I should, it's useful for the listeners to just run through who's on our advisory board currently, you know, if it's okay with you. Of course. Yeah. So we have Maria Lu, who's an optometrist from Berkeley, Valerie Catter, who's also a pediatric OD. Ken Nichelle was an ophthalmologist and a pediatric myopia expert. Donna Mazik brings a really good perspective because she's a public health school nurse, so it's a more broader perspective that is brought. Kristen Gross, who, who was, uh, when the Vision Impact Institute was in existence, was the executive director of the Vision Impact Institute and was responsible for a lot of evidence-based um, approaches being uh, magnified. Uh, Stephen Smith, who's an ophthalmology retina specialist, and given that when we talk about myopia, particularly high myopia, and the retinal complications occurs, um, we felt it was important to have an ophthalmologist with that background. And more recently, we actually struggled on the last one to get a pediatrician on board. And we really wanted a pediatrician that, you know, s- looks at the child beyond the eyes and looks broadly and and get that input. And we are very fortunate that Natasha Burgett has agreed to join and she's a writer and she's an advisor. She's, you know, involved in social media and and advising. So she comes with skills that are very appropriate for the kind of work we're doing. So I think that's where, from a GMAC perspective, we've gone broader. But I think in the long term, yes, there should be, and, and, you know, responding to, to the issue you raised about, you know, can there be more broad involvement? I think that that should happen because uh, myopia is not just a IL tissue. It's an education issue because it impacts on children's education. And I think it's important that we draw more people from the education sector. It's a productivity issue. And, you know, we published a paper where we showed that the annual productivity lost due to myopia is about $344 billion. So there are various issues attached to it. It's about quality of life for children who play sport or people when they become adults. It's a clinical, it's a issue because of, which is obvious part of it. And most optometrists understand that. And so I think we have to go more broader and, and attract that interest. However, I think we are very cognizant of the fact that we need to get a kind of core strategy in place. And we've been shaping that, shaping the core campaigns. And as those campaigns have been growing, the experts that are necessary to drive that agenda are being reached out either through the advisory board, and I think more broadly we will be doing that in future. The advantage of having somebody like the International Agency for the Prevention of Blindness, they have organizations that are non-IK or they have uh, non-profit organizations who have a different perspective from us as clinicians or, or optometry, public health uh, people, etc. So, So there is that opportunity to broaden. Um, but, you know, Obviously, we're taking we're taking those in steps. 
in terms of the advisory panel, I think we have a kind of mix right now that's that's really good. And as we move forward, we'll assess where the gaps are and add more people. Excellent. That's a very exciting development, the advisory board. And uh, not only have you gotten competing companies to work together, we've gotten the advisory board of optometrists and ophthalmologists working together. Very exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I mean, myopia is one of the leading public health challenges of our time. And I do think that if we don't respond to myopia and we don't reverse this trend, history is going to judge these professions, optometry and ophthalmology in particular, very harshly because the prevention strategies are there, like time outdoors and the the control uh, strategies are there uh, or the management strategies are there. Um, and yes, there's debate about different approaches, but we have enough to start engaging patients and providing services to them and it will get better. So, you know, there's, there, there's an absolutely strong argument for us to be able to rise to this occasion. I say to people that myopia is optometry and ophthalmology is malaria and HIV time. When medical professionals in those fields rose to address HIV in the world and made that impact, it changed a lot of the those uh, healthcare organizations in that space, you know, in terms of their scale, etc. We as the eye care professions have never operated at that scale. You know, we've got cataract blindness, we've got refractive error, vision impairment and blindness. We have not been able to respond adequately. We should not let myopia pass us by and think, because we have the awareness strategies that we can develop. We have clinical strategies. And like I said, we, we can respond to this if we want to. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Coven. That's very inspirational. Um, you mentioned public health, and I know you've been involved in health advocacy internationally for a while. Can you describe how you're ensuring that GMAC is working with stakeholders across children's vision and overall health um, everywhere? So, so one positive thing was that, you know, while I, in my previous roles as a uh, public health person, was working with the World Health Organization as a Brian Alden uh, CEO was working with the World Health, World Health Organization. But after GMAC was launched, the WHO wanted to look at what they call MMIOPIA and looking at a mobile um, and digital strategy around creating awareness around myopia. And they pulled together experts from across the world. And Matt was invited to that. Because they recognized, and he was a chair at that time, and they recognized that GMAC was playing a significant role in this process. And what he did overnight, it pulled a significant part of optometry, it pulled a significant part of industry into a WHO expert group that then developed a strategy for myopia awareness. And the WHO, as you probably know, works mainly with governments and gets to a, a sector and and, you know, especially in underserved uh, countries, et cetera. And when they put out guidelines or the World Health Organization puts out tools, they get more widely used than anything that we can do. And so that, you know, is an example of how this, you know, helped get us and optometry and ophthalmology into this broader um, 
awareness and health promotion strategy of the health sector overall. Okay, very good. So my last question uh, is related to your overall goals. Obviously, you've achieved a number of your goals uh, with the formation of GMAC and getting the word out there and providing information throughout the world. Now, currently, what are your overall goals regarding slowing the progression of myopia and how are you achieving those goals through your involvement with GMAC beyond what you've already told us? So I think if you look at GMAC out of necessity and I, and, and I must say for an impatient person like me, it was tough, but um, <laughs> uh, all these chairs and all these members of GMAC and Lisa currently, um, they are very convincing. And, uh, you know, I have, um, I totally have supported the strategy and, uh, you know, uh, very much a part of it. You know, we went deep rather than broad. Okay. And we did significant mm-hmm. work in the US and just starting now to look at Europe and uh, broaden. So I think we've learned so much. Um, and each time we are getting better at, at putting the messages out there, um, we are getting the kind of impetus that lots of other campaigns have not gotten. So there's a very um, positive sign that's emerging. And, uh, you know, it's, it is an advantage in society when you talk about children. You know, you touch a very good point and you get a much better reaction, etc. But, you know, mm-hmm. there are not many people who know about myopia in terms of... So so it's it's not only because it's children, it's because I think the pow- power of the messages that we are putting out, but lots of other people as well, but from a GMAC perspective, what GMAC is doing. And I think now, for me, what I'd like to see and, and what we are increasingly focusing on, how do we develop strategies that can go more broader? And that's going to be a challenge because the the bandwidth, the financial bandwidth that you have to have for such strategies is going to be quite significant. So what we're going to have to do is duplicate some of the deep strategies, but we're going to have to also look at other strategies that more broadly touch people with lesser investment. And there comes the old concept of when you said about reaching, you know, overall health and other organizations, I think partnerships mm-hmm. is going to be one of the most important things. I've always said in the sector, both to optometry and ophthalmology, that if you don't consider this, um, that if you don't partner, you will perish. Um, mm-hmm. Because no campaign, no public health problem has been addressed and reversed at scale without significant partnerships. So, so I think that's where we are as GMAC and, and it's very positive to see how the members have, are engaging in that discussion, you know, searching for solutions, looking at how resources can be stretched more, etc. And hopefully more organizations, companies, funders, Etc. will see the value of what we're doing and come on board. And I think that's when the real um, impetus will develop around the work that we're doing. Because currently, um, you know, we are obviously restricted by resources and, and, uh, and even though with significant amount of resources are being put behind GMAC and the entire program. Yes. Okay. Well, I wish you much success with it, much continued success with it. 
Thank you very much, Professor Naidu, for discussing GMAC and myopia management with us. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you for listening to review of myopia management's discussion with Professor Naidu about GMAC and his involvement with the organization as the new advisory board committee chair.